Welcome, everybody, to episode 135 of the Whiskey and Watches podcast. Uh, thank you all for being back with us after our little aside on air uh, at KACL last week. Uh, Buzzy and I had a lot of fun, a lot of fun with that. And that I think is the first appearance of one of our spouses on Watch. the show, like vocally. I think it is. Uh, only 133 episodes or 134 episodes in uh, to get there, but uh, it was a good time. Um, we got the we got the whole crew here tonight to discuss a fun topic. But first, I need to know what everybody's drinking, what everybody's wearing. So, Spangler, what have you got on wrist and in the glass? Uh, on wrist is going to be my sub on a lovely cheapest Nato's.com or whatever the hell it is currently website Nato strap. Um, looks great. I think it's Love the it. NATO part, not the cheapest part that get that got him in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Um, that is true. Yeah, that's also why I, I feel like we haven't talked about that yet on air. We haven't because I don't know that I want to get a cease and desist from him, <laughs> even though we aren't selling anything. Um, and we've had some lawyer friends kind of find it interesting that he's only gone after certain people and not others who clearly use that term. Um, but well, that's a that's a whole nother episode. Maybe if it comes up and and something happens, yes. but yeah, we'll it's talk very, about that at some point. It's a very strange little microcosm of the watch world, right there. Uh, anyway, uh, in the glass, two options for tonight. Uh, the first one's going to be a Wild Turkey Kentucky Spirit single barrel. Uh, very good. And then the next one would be a New Riff Gallenstein Store Pick uh, single barrel. So bouncing between the two. There you go. Nice. All right. Well, I guess I'll go next. Um, yep. On the wrist, uh, we're, we're at the part of the cycle. So um, it, it really was only recently in the grand scheme of things that, that people viewed time as a linear phenomenon. Time was a, a kind of historically viewed a, a, as a cyclic phenomenon like the seasons. Um, and my uh, Tudor Black Bay 58 uh, – the, the way that it attaches to my wrist is actually a cyclic phenomenon, like like time itself. So, so we're at the part of of the cycle where it is back on the stock rivet oyster, and yeah, it's good. It, it's also like the part where I like begrudgingly just realize, eh, yeah, people complain about it. it. It's good. It's a great bracelet. Don't. Don't let the haters get you down. Um, that being said, I still would like to check out one of those. Uh, uh, was it uh, Reef Steel Reef uh, Easy Easy Link type uh, type links? But maybe that's for a different day um, or episode yeah. or both. <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, the beverage for tonight, uh, going with tea, and uh, th- this is this is something different uh, that I've had recently or or ever uh, on the show. So you won't have to hear me make a uh, joke about the the yin yang twins and, and twinings uh, anymore. Uh, this mm-hmm. is a uh, Taylor's of Harrogate, uh, which uh, they are apparently good enough at. T uh, English uh, people to have an appointment uh, uh, to the Prince of Wales to supply beverages. So that's, that's fun. Um, yeah, it's, it's a decaf breakfast tea and it's, it's a really, really tasty one. Picked it up 
uh, locally at Jungle Gyms, which is uh, quite an experience. If you're in the, the Cincy area, just imagine a giant grocery store with groceries from all over the world, um, but also like not pretentious. Like it's kind of got a um, kind of got a silly vibe to it, right? So I, I I really like that because too many times you know food it, it's it gets a little stuffy gets a little pinkies out uh, if if you catch my drift and I and I like all of the just nonsense that uh, that they bring to the table there at Jungle Gyms. Which which location did you go to this week? Well, we went to the uh, the East Gate one. Okay, I was there I on Sunday. And our buddy Swiss Wrist was also there sometime this week, I saw from some pictures. Um, we took my mom there for the first time because she'd never been and was she was just kind of blown away. It's like, you can do your regular grocery shopping here, but like just be aware it's going to take you a while because there's just so much. And I love – the kids just love – like Pierce pressed the Tony the Tiger button for the little <laughs> animatronic by the yep. cereal like at least three times. Um the fake voices between Ernie the Keebler Elf. If you ever wanted to hear a conversation between Tony the Tiger, Ernie the Keebler Elf, Geppetto Pinocchio, and Mr. Sun from uh, um, the Raisin Bran, that go yeah, go to the back of that store. <laughs> it, that's that's an oddly specific thing, but but I think uh, it sounds like a good plan. Yeah, yeah, I, mm-hmm. I'm um, fairly unfocused when it comes to any uh, amount of grocery shopping, much less in a place with a a wide variety like that. So I've got like packets for sour broughten marinade and also all sorts of great stuff. Okay. Did you pick up some live tilapia? Uh, No, but, but (laughs) the, the, the seafood section, it's, it's hopping. It uh, smells like the sea. I don't, I don't know what they had. Did they still have the massive fish that they were filleting? Like they had, it was a, I don't know what it was, but this thing had, it wasn't a grouper because I know what those look like, but it had to be just as big. And it was on ice just there and hunks of it yeah, were missing. They, like people were actively, they had red stripe, they had red snapper, they had yellow, yellow striped red snapper. They had every, they had shark, they had everything. Which is good. I, I think it, it's a good thing, you know, assert your dominance over sharks. They're always, they're always trying mm-hmm. to eat us after all. Yes. Right. Yeah, exactly. No, not, not really. at all. No, not at all. Let's not further that stereotype. <laughs> <laughs> you know, getting a letter from Big That's Shark. That's right. Yeah, Big Shark. <laughs> yeah, the, the, uh, the conservationists are going to be coming after you, Buzz. Yes, they will. <laughs> That's okay. Yes, they will. I will, I will right, like I'll bring up the rear. any amount of energy at, at being upset at them by just ignoring them. Um, I'll bring it up. I'll bring it up the rear, I guess. I have something's wrong with this label, but I I know what I have. I have a a, a Taft's uh, Nelly's Key Lime Ale. It was warm enough here in Cincinnati. I think it broke sixty five. I have a couple of these from when we went to Keeneland over the weekend uh, last weekend, and um, just nice little light drinker. Just because I knew we were going to try to keep this episode short, and then it is um, it is definitely Speedy Tuesday. However, it is also El Primero Day, 
And I am just now realizing that I never set the date on the El Primero that I'm wearing. Uh, but it is the first. I, I noticed that when I, when I saw your reel. Yeah, no, that's definitely from today. It, uh, I just I am now noticing that uh, I did not set the date. I set the time, but did not set the date, um, which is interesting because I usually do that. Well, it's because it was Speedy Tuesday, and I'm used to not setting a date on Tuesday because there's no date on the Speedmaster. So are, are there really any other choices for music to go on on a reel for that? Like you have Nelly, I am number one, and then you have Bone yep. Thugs, first of the month. I think those are the only like yeah I haven't done that one the yet. First of the, I think those are the only ones related to the first date. I mean, you could you could stretch and go. Um, you could go. We are the champions by Queen because that kind of that's kind of implied. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, you could you could you could go with that. Anything, I guess, if you really wanted to, you could lean into the high beat portion of the movement. Just go with some absolutely fast, like something ridiculous, um, something that has a ridiculous tempo to kind of be on on trend right. there. Uh, like some but, some Tech Nine, yeah. I, I can't kind of like Chopper style. Yeah, oh, yeah, bad. yeah, something like that. Yeah. So, um, anyway, you know, we had we had we had trick or treat yesterday, and. Uh, just because it's spooky season doesn't mean you should be letting certain areas get too spooky. I can see Spangler shaved his face to a degree to really highlight the stash uh, instead of having the beard. So kudos to you, uh, Spangler. And, uh, you know, I I have a question. Did you, uh, did you bust out the old lawnmower 4.0 for that, uh, for that hack job? Uh, I I did. And I have to say the lawnmower 4.0 did a great job of it. You want to know why? Because when I was sitting out trying to hand out candy, not a single kid showed up. <laughs> so, you know, it's true what they say. If you're a somewhat young person with a mustache, it's not really the best. It certainly does scare people. <laughs> so thanks. So thanks, Manscaped. Really highlighting that stash. And you know what else <laughs> I noticed? You know what else I noticed? You have a defined break between the top of the mustache and any any nose hair follicles. So you know something, my guess is the uh, is the weed whacker has been used to keep keep that nose hair uh, or in Buzzy's case ear hair That's right. check. You know it. <laughs> yep. No uh no errant hairs anywhere. It's important. Yes, exactly. And you know, I'm fine I'm finding that we're in that really weird time of of time of the year where like it's not warm enough to trigger the AC, but it's also not cold enough to get like the furnace going and that's cool from an energy usage perspective from a heating and like cooling bill like the inner dad in me is like all right we're not using anything however you know how when the air doesn't circulate in your house it just kind of gets stale and weird that can lead to like when i'm sitting in my office my home office and i'm on a it's not real leather but it's like a leather looking type of chair in a pair of pants and it's a little like like you just you got to say, all right, there's, there's less air circulation happening. You got to make sure you're, you're using the crop preserver to keep everything just – at least it smells okay. You don't want any wafting. <laughs> no, I, I would certainly hope you're not wafting anything no. in, the, in the chair. Yeah, yeah. No. Um, <clears throat> yeah, but for any meetings you're holding in there, you don't want anybody to be uh, sitting across I mean, from you thinking, man, why am I here? I, I mean, probably made a mistake. All the meetings are virtual, so they haven't really invented <laughs> no, no smell of vision. Like the smell of vision there's no smell of vision yeah. yet. Thank goodness. Um, <laughs> you want to talk about, but, uh, you know, man-made you know. terrors beyond belief. Huh? <laughs> smell of vision <laughs> just dropped, Joe. 
Yes. Um, so, you know, you got to make sure that you're staying, you know, fresh, clean, nicely trimmed. You know, if, if, if you're interested in any of these products from our, from our fine friends at Manscaped, you can let them know that we sent you to the website. And they will give you 20% off and free shipping if you use the promo code. Buzzcut. There you go. So let them know we sent you and you'll get 20% off and free shipping with that promo Buzzcut. code. Buzzcut. There we go. All right. So moving on. Um, we got a pretty pretty fun show tonight. Um, we figured we'd take a riff on kind of the two watch collection, but we're gonna we're gonna go with very specific first watches. So like this is this is gonna kind of be random. We're just gonna let we're gonna let Buzzy go first. But there are three watches that we have to pick um, because oh hold on I forgot to talk yeah. about something first. We'll come back to that. Um. We're going to talk about the really thick boys, but before we talk about the really thick boys, we need to talk about Christopher Ward. And by the time you're hearing this, I'm thinking an article that I've written for Fratello will have dropped, and it is on the new Christopher Ward C1 Belcanto, which is their take on a passing hour chime watch, which is in the spirit of a minute repeater, but not at all a true, like it's not a minute repeater. So like, which is also why it's like 3,500 bucks. Now, granted, all three hundred of them are sold out, and not four hundred fifty thousand dollars. So it's a cool, it's got a neat party trick, uh, but you know, it's also not the price of a mid-sized house in like the vast majority of U.S. states. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought this was a pretty cool watch. Uh, the, the fact that they modified a jumping hour movement that's been in their stable since the early two thousand tens to you know they added fifty components. It's all up there for us to see right there on the dial. Um, added a titanium gong that chimes the hour as it passes. Just just a really neat little way to achieve what G-Shock does, but like just way more musical and way cooler. Like <laughs> just just way cooler. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. Um, honestly, this is my, uh, you know, I'm sure this was probably mentioned in the group chat that I just did not see. So, you know, whoops to that. Um, but as my first time seeing this, you know, I gotta say it's it's very cool. It's um obviously very MBNF esque. Um, it is, but I mean that's not to say it's a bad thing because let's mm-hmm. be honest here. If you're if you're going for this kind of watch, like it's kind of cool to just have it all displayed out there. And and MBNF MBNF if I can say it correctly does a great job of it. You know, so I think Christopher Ward for what they're going for, and as I'm assuming the first people to actually do this, I think it's honestly pretty really. I mean, it's really cool. I mean, you know, to have it's an on-minute repeater, but for something that's thirty-five hundred dollars that they developed on their own, that is basically a minute repeater. It's like the generic brand, the off-brand minute repeater. I mean, it it only chimes the hour where I believe the minute repeater will chime. You know, when you press the button, it'll chime the time or the near. I can't exact. I'm not exactly familiar, but with yeah, yeah, the, right, with yeah. any of the grand complications, it's more of an on-demand chime. Whereas this, if it's armed, it will go on the hour, which is cool. But it, you're right. I mean. For, for this type of a watch, the, the design, I think, is really well executed. I mean, it's 41 millimeters. It's got the, you know, the, the minutes and, and hours kind of in a smaller subdial at 12. It has the, the titanium gong all the way around the exterior of the front of the dial. It's got a really good blue sunray finish on the, the dial face or the kind of the under, undergirding of the dial. The hammers and the indicators are all, you know, up front. It's, it's, I mean, it's really well done. I mean, you can get it on a, a strap or a uh, 
or a bracelet. I mean, honestly, I'd probably take it on the bracelet and get straps afterwards because it's always easy. And it's a 22 millimeter lug width. So like you'll be able to find straps. It's not like you have to go custom or anything, but no, it looks, it looks really cool. How, uh, how thick is this? Do you know? 13. So not thin, but not overly thick at all. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's, um, that's, that's more than acceptable with, with all of these doodads. I mean, for for crying out loud, there are a lot of just normal, normal dive watches that are not, uh, excessively, uh, depth rated that are thick, that thicker, thicker. So yeah, they, they knocked it out of the park there. Um, Really kind of cool to me as an engineer. Um, You know, typically your triple constraints are good, fast, and cheap. You get to pick two. And um, Mm -hmm. it seems like they got to kind of dance around the the triple constraints by reusing, you know, kind of that that starting point of of their previous movement. so you know, hats off to them. That that must have been a really fun fun project uh, to be a design engineer on. Um, it's got a great yes, fifty new components. Yeah, great, yeah. great look. And um, you know, I I think that uh, who knows if I will ever get one. Um, but I, I do confess that like alarm watches always seem kind of cool. Um, there's an Instagram account that I follow Emmy watch. She, um, um, you know, watchmaker does a lot of, uh, cleaning up vintage stuff and, uh, you know, then sells them have like an old, uh, JLC memo box. Like it's just, there, there's something cool about a watch that makes noise mechanically. Oh, so, yeah. Well, and that was interesting is, you know, kind of writing the article and, and reading some of the press release stuff. Most complications are done visually. Mm-hmm. Like it's all represented visually. Very few are done in the audio format. So you have the, the you do have, like you said, the alarm watch, which is normally just kind of like a buzz or something like that to kind of get your attention. And then you have the full on minute repeater, which is distinct chimes to chime the hour and minute. Um, and then this, this, the passing hour chime, which I think is, it's kind of a, it's like a weird, happy medium. It's not just like a, 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 a non-melodious hum. There is actually a, a chime to it, but it's not going to chime you the hour. It's just going to chime you a hour as it passes. So it's, it's interesting. I mean, it's, it's kind of like the old concept of a, I guess of a kind of like a grandfather clock, although the grandfather clock will tell you how many hours and, and, and stuff like that. So it's, it's just, it's, it's a cool complication for sure. Yeah. Well, that, that's the other way that you get around the triple constraints is that you scope your problem out well and uh, yep. good, good work. Exactly. Good work, gang. Yeah. No, that was, pre- that one was pretty cool. Um, it was fun to see come across the desk. Um, didn't get actually, didn't see the watch, just largely covered it. But if you go out, Several accounts have had this like on wrist. I would go and listen to the chime. It's it's a nice little it's a nice little chime. It's nothing. I mean, it is only just the one chime, but like it's cool. It's neat. It looks really good in person too. Like seeing live photos of it, it, it like it, it seems like it's really well executed. So, bravo. Yeah, for sure. All right, all right. Let's move back into the subject that I was teasing. Mm-hmm. I guess. Um, we're going to do a two watch, a riff on a two watch collection. 
But the three watches, the three watches are mandatory. So one of us will get one of these, and we'll let Buzzy start, like we said. But a couple of brands have been out there recently, or at least in the last six months, releasing ultra thick boy, ultra deep watches. So you have the Omega Ultra Deep. You have the new Rolex Deep Sea Challenge that just came out today. Um, and then we're going to throw the, the old school Plo Prof in there just because we have a soft spot for that guy. Um, and that might be one of the originals. Uh, you know, it's unfortunate we don't have a fourth person so we can include the Seiko Tuna because that's another big garish uh, watch. If Stockton was here, I feel like that would be the one he would get. Like, just like we would just default that to him um, because there are, you know, different ways to solve the whole depth problem. Um, but we figured we use kind of the three that, that, that we outlined initially um, and then decide, okay, what's the other watch you would have in your collection? Let's, so, so let's say you are a saturation diver. You're going to have one of these bad boys. Um, what's the other one you're going to have after that? Like, so what's going to be your normie watch or your, the watch to round out the collection if you have just two? Um, so, uh, yeah. Buzzy, let's start. Let's start with the uh, the watch that you've got first. Which which of the three are you okay. going to pick? So, um, let's let's jump. Everybody, do you have your tickets ready? Let's jump on the hype train, boys. We are doing Rolex's first all titanium watch, the Deep Sea Challenge. Uh, it, it's 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 a sea dweller, but like made to Invicta Russian diver size, um, 50 millimeters diameter, 23 millimeters thick, water resistant to like an imaginarily large number of meters, um, triple the current deep sea, right? I mean, so uh, perfect for if you are into like garish statistics. If you're like a hype beast for statistics, this is your watch. I'm not particularly don't tell anyone uh, that way, but I, I mainly grab this one because I have the perfect pairing for it. Um, Just a couple, a couple of observations though, uh, on this deep sea challenge. Uh, Number one, I do think it would be fun to put on my wrist once and see if it just seems like maybe a normal sized steel watch. Like I I am genuinely curious how heavy that much titanium really is as experienced on, on my wrist. Um, the deep sea because you and i have yeah, tried on a yes, deep we sea before we've tried on a regular deep sea the steel regular deep sea is surprisingly good um it really it's, is it's big yeah, it's huge but it doesn't it it wears well and uh, i can only imagine with a, a properly fitted bracelet that it would i mean something that's that big is not going to disappear from the wrist but yeah, you know, it kind of blend in. Um, so, kind of uh, other observations, though. Um, Hodinkee's post on Instagram was super hilarious because it's like obvious that the watch is so thick that you can't get like the bezel and the bracelet in focus at the same time because, like, the bracelet, like, the finishing looks ghastly. 
and I am hoping that that is just, it's not being well focused on. I got to believe that that's the case. Who knows? What is kind of funny too, like the, the shot from, from the side, looking at, at the, uh, the, the crown of the watch, it just looks like a normal watch that's been through some kind of funhouse mirror. Like the proportions don't seem off. It, it almost looks like if you have no clue what size the watch actually is, like it's a watch made for a child. <laughs> but then like it one once you put numbers on top of it, you know, you realize, no, this thing's gigantic. It doesn't kind of look like in it does. You're right. It does kind of look sm- like it looks small because the watch so head big. is so yeah. big. Yeah, it looks like something. <laughs> the I, watch I, head is so big that it makes the bracelet look small. Yeah, so that, it's kind of kind of silly. Okay, so what? What is the? What's the? the Hold on. Can I just say something about that watch? You real may. quick though. The only thing that I find a little disappointing with it, if you put that watch. If, if I just flashed a picture of that watch on screen and took it off, could you tell me with certainty that what I just showed you was the Deep Sea or the Deep Sea Challenge? No. Now, you could tell me it was different. like Not the Deep Sea, like the, the Ultra – yeah, the Deep Sea. You could tell it's not a Sea Dweller because the regular Sea Dweller the 4K doesn't have the big old ring lock thing. But like if I flashed both of those on screen, you couldn't tell me – which one was which? And realistically, if I were to flash both of those and you didn't pick up on the ring, ring lock, it looks a lot like just the regular SD4K. Like the problem that I have, and I guess I guess they're just saying, hey, this all, like this design has worked for us since we originally had the Sea Dweller, and the only difference between that and the Sub is it's a fully graduated bezel. I guess that's fine, but like, kind of wish they would have done something like cooler with it, like. Give it the James Cameron dial or give it, give it. No, I mean, realistically speaking, I'm waiting to make my purchase. Um, when, when they finally have the, uh, the next step of the, the James Cameron one, which has the complication where you press the button and it plays the James Cameron song from South park. (laughs) (laughs) So the James Cameron, exactly the bravest pioneer. (laughs) It might, it might, it might be more expensive than that new Speedmaster uh, minute repeater, but you, know, you, you never. Can know. you put a price on comedy, though? No, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. All right. So, what's your pairing? Uh, the the only the only thing that makes sense is it's the ideal pairing. It is serves as the shield to to Rolex's crown. The only correct pairing is you don't go too far back in the way back machine, but you do go back a little bit for Tudor Oyster Prince Jumbo. Okay, so 38 millimeters because you are going to need, if, if you're going to be wearing a 50 millimeter watch, you're going to want something that's more modestly sized, but you're not going to be able to get cute and try to wear anything smaller. Sorry. If you, if you, if you wear a fifty millimeter watch, you, you you're not date just. That's a that's a bridge too far, right? As much as I, as much as I love the Turnograph, uh, it's, it's not happening. But yeah, I, I think you've got uh, uh, thirty eight millimeters, um, you know, thin, 
Uh, you can can have it on the uh, the bracelet, on a variety of straps. You've got drilled lugs, got a date. Uh, it it is the the perfect counterpart for normal typical things. Uh, it can be you can have all of the gaskets replaced and the pressure checked by a watchmaker to be ensured that you have enough watt you know water resistance to do normal things, not eleven thousand meters of water resistance, but you know, normal things amount of water resistance. I, I think that is just ideal. All right. That I'm, I I I can get on board with that pairing. Yeah. <clears throat> Spangler, what are you going to pick? Um honestly so the, the way I thought about this was it, I guess it really doesn't depend on which watch I pick, but since I like the deep sea from Omega a little Ultra bit better. Deep. Yes, the Ultra Deep. Uh a little bit better. I think I'm going to roll with that one. So um <clears throat> You know, obviously, Ultra Deep, great watch. And, and just so I can describe this correctly, are we going with the titanium one here or the full steel? We are going with the titanium one, which okay. I had on wrist recently, and it it was insane how not heavy it was, although it was also insane how heavy it was. Yes. So first off, i got to say, the Ultra Deep, um, great, great watch. I love it. Personally, would I wear it? Mm, you know, maybe, maybe not. I think if I was feeling garish enough, I probably would. Um, design overall is really good. Um, and especially, right, big fan of the Tudor uh, FXD with their fixed lugs on that watch. I kind of dig the fixed lugs on this one too, but they took it a step further with the uh, gap in between them, which is honestly pretty helpful, right? You want to put on a strap, most likely fabric. I mean, in theory, you could probably jam a leather one on there, but you know that's your discretion, not mine. Um, <clears throat> overall, though, I think you know it's a pretty loud, loud watch. Sorry, my Siri was going off there for no reason. Yeah, you gotta love the mantle lugs, especially uh, because they are named after a sea creature, and it's a dive watch. Yes. Well, yes. And absolutely. The, the interesting thing um, about about that version of that watch is. I'd almost try to find a thinner NATO strap or or rock a single pass because that was the goofy thing was you put that on, you're like, okay, this thing's already thick, but you're sitting on about four millimeters of strap between your wrist and the watch. Like, like just <laughs> let's just let's thin that out a little bit. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, all in all, though, it's a very, you know, hey, look at me. I'm out there kind of watch, um, which, you know. Yes. That's kind of what it's going for, right? Obviously, if you're a diver, sure, it's going to like do its purpose as it should. But for you know the rest of the 99% of us, it's just a big watch for you know in my mind like an Italian car dealer person, you know, with the chest hair, the a couple buttons unbuttoned, you know, gold bracelets jingling around, you know, the typical you know used car salesman type look, which you know more about to. Um, so I figured, you know, if you're, you got that kind of personality, you're going to wear this watch on a daily basis, you know, the, the perfect pairing for it should be, you know, something a little bit more toned down, but still equally as, uh, I guess out there 
Um, so with, with that kind of thought process in mind, um, I ended up choosing the Rolex Daytona, um, but a white gold variant with the fully black subdials, which I think personally is my favorite kind, uh, and take it one step further just to match the uh, level of hey, look at me-ness that comes from that Amiga. Uh, we're going to go with the meteorite dial on that guy. So, Whoa, wow. Yeah. That is, so, those are a set of pairings I did not think I was going to hear. <laughs> yeah, you know, if, if you're going to roll with that deep sea or, you know, ultra whatever what, what is this watch called again i'm like blanking on the, the ultra here. deep it's the ultra, ultra deep. deep okay yes. okay i feel like i've said multiple things you have the funny it. thing is sure. okay. everyone um, understands what you're talking about because there's we do the the big there's omega. only one omega. omega come on <laughs> the big titanium one yeah. it's an omega but yes <laughs> all right omega omega <laughs> patrol um yeah had to be you know you, you get done with your day job doing that you you want something a little bit more wearable a little bit you know toned down air quotes you, you put this bad boy on i feel like it's the the only logical pairing all right it's funny that you brought the italians into this because that means that the watch that i am left with the Omega Ploprof, depending on which variant you're going on, was made famous by an Italian car like president or owner of a car company. Yes, Magnate. We'll go with that. Gianni Agnelli, um, the, 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 the owner of, of Fiat, you know, the, the, the Agnelli family. Uh, he was very, very well known for wearing his original Ploprof over the cuff of his shirt or sweater or what have you. I don't know whether it's because it didn't fit under or because he wanted to highlight it. But I think I'm kind of glad you guys picked those those two um, because, you know, the Ploprof in a weird way of all of these watches. I mean, I know the Rolex is a very classic look because it looks like a sub, even though it's not. It's like it's like two subs stacked on top of each other, um, literally, because the subs about twelve and a half millimeters thick. So it's <laughs> roughly the size of two subs stacked on top of each other. Um so, um, and the, the ultra deep is a very, very cool watch. I, I actually feel like I would love to see one in steel because, you know, you get to actually see what 18 millimeters feels like instead of making it 22 with the straps. Um, but the Ploprof is kind of the original big boy, like, like oddly shaped, like just tremendous wrist presence but actually wears decently well because the lug to lug isn't big it's also just very wide like just this massive hunk of metal on your wrist and i know the new ones are made out of titanium i think i would if i was going to source one of these i would want one of the modern steel versions that they discontinued a few years ago i think that would be awesome and you know you're going to get that on the shark mesh but you're going to source a rubber strap to go with it you want all all of the variants covered there um because that watch nothing i mean Yes, you look at the Rolex, the Deep Sea Challenge, or the Deep Sea, or whatever, um, and you think, "Oh, that's a that's a that, I bet that dive watch is really tough. It's really thick. That's cool." You know, the, the the same thing with the Ultra Deep. The colorway on the titanium, the darkened titanium with like the kind of teal blue, I think is gorgeous. But you can't top a fully loomed bezel, like you can get on the white dial version of this. Like you can't you can't top some of the like just the the uh, the outright like purpose-built the orange hand like just it 
to me, it screams ultimate tool watch. Um, but, you know, if that's the first watch in your collection, if that's your, your tool watch as a saturation diver, and you know the lineage and the history of the Ploprof, um, I'm going to go like Buzzy, and I'm going to stay fairly on brand here. I'm going to say that your second watch, you know, somebody who buy, buys a Ploprof, like there's like that, that's not a watch that doesn't get noticed. I mean, as much as the other two are look at me watches, they're not as oddly shaped. They're not as brightly, like, I don't say like polished, but a Ploprof on Shark Mesh, people are going to see that, especially if you decide to, you know, go Agnelli style and wear it on the outside of your sweater. Um, people are going to see that watch. I think a two tone vintage constellation Manhattan would go perfect because you need something that's a little bit sporty. Like you're, you're, you're a sportier person. You're, you're, you're a diver, you're a saturation diver type person. So you need that ploprof, but like you need something to dress up a little bit more, but also still kind of be sporty. I think, I think a two tone constellation Manhattan, probably a quartz because my guess is at your day job, you're wearing that ploprof all the time. You need something. You don't want to worry about winding or setting snag yourself <laughs> a two tone constellation uh, and go from there and just be like, it's going to be a flashier watch. It's going to have a unique shape. It's going to have a unique uh, look to it, but it dresses up quite nicely. And you can throw that on a, a strap or a, uh, or uh, wear it on the bracelet. I would go with the bracelet. And if, if you're going vintagey enough, I'd get the one that's the full gold bar bracelet because that's, that's where you got to go. I think that's, that is my two watch Ploprof collection right there. Hmm. It's bold. Two watches. Yeah, very bold. Two watches, very interesting designs. Unique designs. I mean, if you like one that's unique, you got to like the other one. Like, I, I think sure. you're just going to lean in. Like, And honestly, you could probably size that constellation to also wear it in Yelly style on the outside of your shirt cuff. Why not? Why not? I just think we all should just make a pack that for at least a couple days, all of our wrist shots, watches on the outside of our sweaters. Oh, I'm I'm all in for that. I, I might. <laughs> I did that with my with my Oris when I was in Vail because I had on Under Armour and you're like underneath my ski stuff and you're definitely not wearing a watch underneath Under Armour. <laughs> no. I'm here for it. Ooh, I like this. I, I thought that you were going to say that we had to have like a pack that we all had to chip in to buy a Plo Prof or something. <laughs> <laughs> think that'd probably take a few years yeah. i'm telling you though vintage constellation prices are pretty solid they right are. now pretty solid right now i know both yeah, and I we, both we, mm-hmm. you, you talked about it live on air a couple episodes ago a couple I, I did. Episodes. AR, I feel like i need to go back several episodes <laughs> i think it was I think it was a couple episodes right i don't know it's all a blur to me at oh, this yeah. point i'm just saying that that's that's a drum that we uh beat with regularity Oh yeah, and, and oh, it's yeah. directly um, against our interests. Yes, That's perfect. how much we love you, dear listeners. Not not love isn't romantic love, but we're we're talking about willing the good of the other, right? Um, well, and I think it also just speaks to you know I've seen prices, and it 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 speaks to the how little influence we have over our listeners when it comes to that particular watch. <laughs> Maybe we've driven up sales like the point zero 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 one percent. Maybe there's just so many of them out there at fantastic prices. Hope. So, 
No, I, I think I think those are interesting. I I'm kind of with you, Buzzy. Having tried on the Ultra Deep in titanium, which which I had on my Speedy on the pink strap, and they weighed roughly the same. So the Ultra Deep on a strap weighed about the same amount as a Speedy on it. Again, it was almost the size of two Speedies stacked on top of each other. And I was standing there at Richter and Phillips, and I was like, I was like, it's heavy for titanium. He goes, it's got a five millimeter thick sapphire crystal on it. I'm like, that's fair. <laughs> so, like, that's fair, Matt. Like, that's a fair point. <laughs> so. Yeah. But, yeah. No, it's a cool watch. I want to see. I I do kind of want to see the Rolex in person, just because. I mean, there have been a lot of Invicta jokes. Yeah, there have. Um, not on this episode, but on the on the internets, <laughs> um, with a twenty three millimeter uh, thick fifty millimeter watch. Um, that is very Invicta proportions. That you know, kind of on the smaller side, but you know, <laughs> for Invicta. But. Yeah, you know, Invicta's always giving Rolex a nod. They're just giving them one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Let them know we, we see you. We appreciate you. Yeah, here's a 23 millimeter watch. He dropped this <laughs> king. Yeah. So, oh, what's the smallest lady date dress that they make? Is it 26? It's 20 something. Yeah. I kind of want to see a deep sea challenge on its side <laughs> with a lady date just sitting on top of it to see just the watch head to see 26 millimeters versus the. That would be a cool <laughs> shot. It'll never happen, but I would love to see that a deep a deep sea challenge on its side, twenty three millimeters, and a lady's watch on top of it that is smaller or the same size. You see that? <laughs> you put the whole thing inside the dial of that of that watch. You could. Yeah, that's more realistic because uh, for some reason my my mind immediately went to when you were talking about small watches uh, about having uh, the the lady date just like placed on the bracelet. Like, like one of those clip-on compasses. <laughs> That's a dual I mean, time. If you're, if you're gonna have to buy a lady, yeah. If you're gonna have to buy a lady date just to get one of these, then you know, might as well just clip it to the watch. For sure. <laughs> Repurpose it. Only well, makes sense. I think lady date justs are like rated uh, for for normal normal water activity purposes, like you said, Spangler. Not not ridiculous water activity purposes. Like what? Like yeah. the vast majority like not six sigma worth of watches but quite a few you know never seen anything more than a swimming pool weirdly not an explorer too though (laughs) been a while since we brought that but uh we'll see we'll see if he still listens yeah i was gonna say it's okay he's probably not listening yeah no no so Nick, that one's for you. Yeah, yeah, he's listening. He always does. I always get <laughs> I always get shit from him as soon as we because he goes, really you cut me. I was like, dude, come on, it's never not going to be funny. A little, it's it sucks, but it's never not going to be funny a little bit. Go look at the silver lining. I guess I don't know. He bought another like the, the, my, my favorite part is that he bought another Rolex. That's I think that's the best part is after after all of that he bought another one. <laughs> but you know it is what it is. So. Anyway, well, that one was Girl fun. Was. It's it's interesting that you now have uh, several kind of ultra deep. Well, I mean, and honestly, the Ploprof isn't really that deep when you compare it to the other two. But like, it's interesting to see that you know watch companies at times are still at least Rolex and Omega are still pushing kind of the limit on depth rating and, and getting all the way down to the bottom of the ocean and, and stuff like that. So uh, 
kudos to them for continuing to push some of the limits because realistically, we've talked. We don't need these things. These things don't really need to go down that deep. Like, it doesn't doesn't really matter. Here's the thing. If you're wearing that in the submersible at that depth and the submersible fails, guess what? You're not gonna live to tell about it. The watch will when they if they if they recover you, the watch will live to tell about it. You will not. <laughs> eh, up in the air on the on the recovery part. What the, the, if they recover you? Yeah, yeah, very much up in the air and or under the sea if they would actually try to recover you. Well, I guess my question there is: Are those things tethered to the ship, or are they freestanding? A uh, submersible. That's... The submersibles? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like they're freestanding. I don't know. They are tethered. That is a long ass tether. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, it, it could be. No, it, it I, must probably be not. But if you, it must be. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. But if you want to hear about something that's a long ass tether, go out and find the PBS special on the raising of the Azorian. It's we've talked about this a little bit. A a during the Cold War, a Russian sub went down in the Pacific, and the U.S. built a ship to recover it. That was a like a think about like the Disco Volante, the open bottom boat that um, yeah. that uh, uh, number two had in um, from not from Russia with love um, Thunderball, uh, but essentially that, and it was roughly around the same time. It was in the sixties or seventies. And they opened it up, and it looked like a drilling rig that they went down, and they had like, like drill rigs that went all the way down, and they had a claw at the bottom. They were trying to literally scoop this Russian sub up and bring it back up, and they got a third of it. The two thirds of it broke off, but they essentially got this off of the bottom at like in the middle of the Pacific. So it's not as deep as the Atlantic, but like I want to say that it was you know like ten thousand feet or something like that that they were able to do this. And it had a rig that was on a gimbal that would move with the ocean. So everything stayed vertical and it had um, the drill rigs were like narrow, like at the bottom, like they were cone shaped so that they would stay like together. Cause they reached like, you know, like 30 feet tall and they had to string like hundreds of these things or thousands of these things. To, it was, it was really cool. Read that. Huh. And then like, you'll kind of like, I, it gives me an extra appreciation for all the stuff that goes into the technology that can go down that far. But like, yeah, if you're down there and something fails, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> like just not God, happening. Godspeed. Yeah. 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 Hopefully it's quick. <laughs> you no, know, it would be. Hopefully. <laughs> Do you remember the Mythbusters that they did with the, uh, um, the dry suit where if like if you lose the pressure from the pressure suit in that like not like true saturation diving where you're already down there and adjusted but like like the old navy divers with the big helmet like if you lose the pressure in that suit what happens to you at depth oh i don't remember that one it does sound familiar but yeah you end up in the helmet all of you (laughs) not good yeah (laughs) go watch that mythbusters episode it's interesting (laughs) Anyway, pressure is not a joke. That the, uh, yes, it's not. But <laughs> apparently the Mythbusters were. Cause, interestingly enough, I guess they hated each other, which I just found out somewhat recently. I, mean, I can see that. Wait, the ones that like the three that did the one and then the other two or did the, the two main guys hate each other too? From my understanding, it was the two main guys. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I didn't but, read uh, two alpha in there. It's just all of that. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> Say that. <sighs> anyway, depth. It's, it's a lot of depth on this show. Yes. Depth rating. So, anyway, well, that was fun. Looking forward to next week. We got a special guest on next week. Hopefully everything works out for that. So everybody stay tuned. Next week's going to be fun. This week was fun too. Last week yeah. was fun too. Most weeks are fun. We try to keep it fun. I had a great time. Oh, it was great yeah. to have you. All right. We'll catch. Yeah, Evan, it was good to have you back. <laughs> yeah. I'm just Bangler. a constant guest. And his mustache. They yes. tend to follow each Eventually, other. I feel like eventually we'll pull... We'll be pouring one out for the little guy at some point, but you never know. <laughs> you never know. You never know. All right. We'll catch everybody next week. See ya.